then uh, follow your spirit week six. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Week six. Uh, I say take two because we recorded yesterday and, uh, you know, software decided to be silly and didn't uh, write the, the file properly. Uh, but Jordan, you and I are here. We're here to recap the, the game uh, or putting our thoughts into the Seattle game. Talk about Mallory Pugh joining in and just the the new landscape of the, the Washington Spirit moving forward. Let's start with the game against Seattle. Uh, I know you uh, you you recapped and gave your thoughts in, in Spirit Small Talk on Sunday, uh, but maybe for anybody who get, didn't get a chance to listen to that or just thoughts coming from you as a fan, uh, what what did you think of that performance? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's hard to kind of be frustrated with a performance like that when you see an individual performance such as Nahomi Kawasumi for Seattle um, could have had another assist if uh, they counted secondary assists in soccer. So um, it was frustrating to see the defense play the way they did. Um, it was like a little bit of an off game for them, but um, it was still it was still pretty exciting to see just how how great. Kawasumi was playing the other day. Yeah, my my thoughts exactly the same, and that it was you know for the for most of the game, uh, Seattle was just creating picture perfect opportunities that it was, and it was hard to imagine that any team in the NWSL would have been able to stop uh, some of those opportunities and and not concede those goals. Um, you know, it was it was a game that I think that if you asked any Spirit fan, hey, what's what's one or two games this season that if you had to choose one to get blown out, well, maybe I think that's one they circle that maybe Portland. I don't know. Um, not that anybody wants to get blown out, but I think that it it kind of cushions the blow a little bit um, when when it's in one of those scenarios. But we got good news on Saturday. Um, even with the disappointing loss, we, it was officially official that Mallory Pugh is joining the Washington Spirit. Now, Jordan, you were at the press conference yesterday. Um, just give us your thoughts on the presentation that the Spirit gave uh, of Mallory Pugh. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty fun. We got to um, talk to Chris Hummer. The president, um, Gabara, uh, Shalina Zadorsky, and then obviously Mallory Pugh. Um, I, I asked her about what the day was like specifically for her on Saturday. She talked about how she kind of just got up for training, went about her, her normal day, and then once the announcement was officially made, um, she was she was flooded with texts and um, just messages from friends and family wishing her good luck and how they are proud of her. And she said that was really heartfelt and she appreciated that. And then something that um, Jim Gabara said that, that really um, not struck me as odd, but like was interesting for me to listen to was um, he, he reminded people that she is just a 19 year old kid right now. Um, and that, they shouldn't have too high of expectations for her because while she she is this exceptional talent and she has every right to skip UCLA and come here because she is talented enough, um, she is still coming into a new environment and 
they they want her to feel comfortable and to figure it out and have fun and just be able to to learn without having these expectations of her coming in here and saving this team and i thought that was very interesting because throughout this whole process they were talking about if she does come to dc she will be tasked with saving this team that uh, everybody's heard the narrative that that they are a horrible place to play and that things are going poorly in the organization. And he was just basically reminding people that they, that she's still 19 and she should not be placed with so much pressure on her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is such an important thing to reiterate in that, um, well, we're excited that Mallory Pugh is here and we can all be, Hopeful and optimistic that she can score goals and that she can make this uh, season a little bit more exciting than maybe the the, the first five weeks have been. Uh, but yeah, only 19. Still, uh, she has to still play. You know, I know she has national team caps, but she still has to like play in a professional league and get used to that. And that, um, you know, I don't. I think any expectation that she can just sort of walk on and start schooling everybody the defenser I think is um, gonna is a little outrageous and it's gonna that expectation will disappoint for sure. Um, one thing I one thing I kind of like about this and um, is that it, it sort of it sort of feels like this is sort of put a reset button on the season and not. Uh, not for this, not for the reasons you're talking about of like the saving the season or, or, or but I feel like when when the media and the fans and and everybody looks back to assess the team, I think th- it starts with this week. I feel like um, because the, with the addition of, of the of Mallory um, and with some healing that's going on and in our injuries, especially if we can s- start this you know uh, new segment of the the season with a win i think the assessment of the of the season overall whether it's good or bad will start with this week yeah absolutely and i think that um that's important but this is going to be an important time uh to look back on in this season not just as uh, as you were saying not just as um mallory pew coming in to save this team but a new starting point almost like this is where the new season begins because now you have full numbers, you have talent there, you have numbers and they are just able to go out and play this distraction of all this, all these rumors has finally been put to bed and they can just go out and enjoy themselves and play the game that they love to play. Yeah. Um, I vented one, th- I guess one thing we, we can spare the listeners in my huge rant that I went on yesterday, <laughs> uh, that of venting of, uh, just sort of book ending my thoughts on everybody just crapping all over the spirits about how this isn't a place that, that anybody want to play and that Mallory should steer clear of this. And that if she has, and going back to that one tweet that I talked about it, like if she had a, a any sense, she would still steer clear away from, from Washington, all of y'all can get out of here with that nonsense now because she had the she had options and she made the decision to join the NWSL and come play for the Washington Spirit. So that narrative can stop right now. Um, 
but I suppose the the twisting of the knife for people of that narrative is that she'll be wearing number eleven. Um, yeah. <laughs> mo- people like you and I, Jordan, don't care. Uh, it's gonna look odd, right? I mean, I think we all agree with that. Is that it's gonna look a little odd, um, but in the grand scheme of stories, it's it's not one. Yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, yes, Allie Krieger did wear number 11. Yes, she was an important part of this franchise. Yes, it does hurt to see her go play for Orlando. But you can't tell me that Mallory Pugh came in here and was like, I want 11 because screw Allie Krieger. You can't tell me that these uh, this organization handed her this number and put all that pressure on her just to get back at a player. Like, that is crap, and I will not believe that until it comes out of Bill Lynch's mouth. Like, yeah. that's crazy. And and to to say, oh well, she could take in number ten. Well, now there's talks that that there's a player that has already taken um, number ten, and so you can't you can't get mad at her for them bringing in another player that already has. Um, it already has bragging rights on on ten. So yeah, uh, the the next two games are FC Kansas City back to back, first hosting and then in Kansas City. Uh, if you're KC, how do you prepare for a player you've really only seen on a play on a professional level a couple of times, and that's nowhere nowhere in an actual league. It's in a in a national team setting. If you're FC KC, can you other than putting your best defender? Uh, on the, on her, how do you prepare for Mallory Pugh, assuming that she at least plays, you know, 15, 20 minutes? I think um, just what you said is probably going to be the best way for them to attack um, Mallory Pugh. Put Becky Starbrun on her. You know, they have played with each other at the national team level. Um, they've practiced against each other at the national team level. She, she probably has the best idea of what Mallory Pugh is going to do, and you always want your best attack or best defender going up against the uh, um, opposition's best attacker. So I think that that is probably the best way for Kansas City to go about it, because you're you're essentially killing two birds with one stone. You're you're putting your best defender on her, but also the person that probably knows how to play against her the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that should should that matchup be successful for Kansas City, I think that, that can open up some great opportunities for uh, Ordega uh, and Salon and some others. Um, following the back-to-back with KC is Houston, who have looked um, disappointing this season by uh, fans or by, any, by most standards. Um, I think that if you're if you're one to be optimistic about the new addition with the healing, we're hoping to see Christy Mewis uh, get more minutes uh, now that she's healed. Shayna Williams hopefully back uh, back to form now that she's got another match under her belt for, uh, since uh, since healing. That uh, the spirit can spring into uh, very winnable games over the next three weeks and come away with, I think it's easy to say, they can come away with at least seven points. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned that a player 
may have dibs on number ten, and that would you know if, if you're if you are uh, one of using deduction, you could probably lead to or you could probably believe that that's a Stefania Benini, uh, who if that's the case would be here. Uh, hopefully by the beginning of July, and that's going right into the four-game road trip, which I think um, looked originally looked really um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, intimidating. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when we had injuries and we weren't quite, really quite sure what sp- what spirit team we were going to get, but uh, now that the team is getting its chemistry together, the players are healing. We're getting the additions that we need in, in hopefully a little bit more potent offense. Uh, that four game road trip does not seem as intimidating as it did once before. Yeah. And like we talked about the, the four nations tournament or tournament of nations, whatever the heck they're calling it. Um, it's also smack dab in the middle of that four game road trip. So Portland is the second week and Orlando is the third week. So, both those teams have a lot of national team players. Um, Orlando, especially with the Australians, um, the Brazilians, and the Americans, that that is a huge game for them. Um, and I think that this, looking at that tournament, makes this four-game road trip look a lot better than than it may have before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Seattle Mal Players Association. There we go. That's yes. that's another new more news from the week. Uh, I was unaware that one was even. I knew that I I'm, well, I knew they were. It was conceptualized. I did not know it was um, that close to being finished. Um, what what do you think? What do you think this does for the league? I think this is great for the league. I mean, you have the allocated players have their own unions um, are represented by their federations to the league. But basically, everybody else didn't have um, a voice to to the league, and I think that it has been something that Yael Averbush has been talking about making for a long time. And you know, she finally it finally sounds like she got it together and um, got all the pieces together, and it magically appeared on uh, on Monday. And I'm very excited about it. It sounds like. Um, each team will be getting two representatives. So I think that um, it, it's great for the league and uh, only means good things. And it, it'll help the league to continue to grow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that anywhere where any league, any league that wants to be taken seriously needs to have some sort of entity established where the players can uh, can collaborates and represent themselves um some things i noticed on the stat sheet going into this week's games uh, i thought this one was sort of interesting because the spirit have taken so few shots uh they technically have a better shooting accuracy accuracy than north carolina uh, That's crazy. yeah uh, the spirit have 48.5 percent shots on goal north carolina has 47.1 uh, but of course, it's because uh, Washington, I think, has like a third of, and that may, that might even be uh, shooting high uh, of the shots that North Carolina does. Uh, one other one that I thought was interesting: uh, LeBay has faced 39 shots on target 
<laughs> from a total of 93 shots attempted. Wow, that's... That is volume. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, so if you're one to believe that that is higher than what the season's average should be, um, hopefully that means we've seen some of the worst of it and that it should start regressing back to a mean and we'll see um, some tighter defense and, and hopefully a less uh, a Stephen Bay that's not working quite as often. Although uh, Stephen LeBay does get style points in her um, – and her parries. Uh, she, yeah. there, there's, there, she's got, she's got some style to that, uh, that parry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and this was really, spirit have scored, scored 43% and uh, that's three of the seven, right? I'm, I'm being fancy using the percentage, but, uh, <laughs> so three of the seven goals that they have, um, were scored in the first 15 minutes of the second half. Um, and I, essentially that means, cause one of our goals was an on, it was an own goal, right? Um, right. so that's essentially half. Um, I think that's, I don't, I think that's going to continue because the spirits, uh, I hope they get out of this trend, but they come out in the first half looking eh, and then they come out of the second half, like looking like they want to win a game, um, especially right away. And I think that, um, I think that's, it. that's what's creating, what's up's getting that accelerated uh, production in that in the first part of the second half. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think that if if you're going to be uh, hot to start a half, I'd rather it be the first 15 minutes of the second half than the first half because you never want to start the second half poorly. Um, I think that it shows that they are making um, good adjustments and that they are listening to the people that are suggesting things at halftime. So I think that that's a positive trend and one that we should hope continues going forward. Yeah. Uh, and then last last thing off the stat sheet that I thought was interesting, I'm not even quite sure what this means, but uh, <laughs> Whitney Church is in the league's top 20 for chances created with five. Huh. Um, I don't really – so – Chances created are is like once it's like one or two steps removed from an assist, um, but I don't I don't know where Opta starts the chances created. I think this I think that stat might be kind of subjective, but um, I'd be interested to see how they measure that on when a when a a chance is truly created. Like at what point in the play did it actually start? But anyhow, Whitney Church only player on in that in the top 20 from the spirit and GS five, apparently. Uh, so good job, Whitney church. Jordan at the beginning of the season, I did five bold predictions. One, uh, was dismissed right away when, when Joanna Loman, unfortunately, uh, was injured. I predicted that she was going to have an even better season this year than she did last season. So I am going to call in a sub for that prediction uh, with the addition of Mallory Pugh. And here's my bold prediction for Mallory Pugh. She will not hate playing in Washington. <laughs> she will build a bond with the players we have on this team because we've seen it and we've heard it from the players that are here. We saw it and heard it from the players that left, that this is a special place to play 
with the fans, with the players, with the field, with the atmosphere, all of that is true. None of that, none of that ceased to be true because of what happened over the off season. It's still true, and I think that she's going to enjoy playing here, and that she's going to decide to come, or she's going to want to come back next season. That we're not going to see this immediate exodus from Mallory Pugh the second she has the opportunity to go play somewhere else. Yeah, it's definitely bold. I mean, I think that it'll be interesting to see. And, man, I hope that that that's right because that would be very nice. Yeah. Especially, look, especially, you know, I think it helps that Stefani Benini comes back. If if that actually ends up being the case, of course, we're speculating off of uh, certain things we've heard. But, you know, Stefani Benini last season, at least two or three games in a season, you would look at the field and be like, holy crap, Benini's the best player on the on the field right now. And, you know, imagine those two paired up, oh, you know, that's... on the field. Benini and Pewdie. Right, right then, if you're a goal scorer and you know that, you know, I, that the person opposite of you or the person that's joining you on the front line is, uh, is also a goal scorer, I mean, imagine how fun that is. Oh, yes, that it, would be... Imagine just like the two of them, the tiny little running, uh, the tiny little two of them running around and just wow, slaughtering people. That would be. <laughs> imagine that would be fun. Yes, yes, um, it would be fun. So hopefully, these the uh, the hopes of Benini returning, being that number ten that we were talking about, the the jersey number ten. Uh, hopefully that is her because uh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, predictions for for Saturday's game, FCKC. I'm gonna go with the. I'm, I'm gonna say LeBay finally gets her her clean sheet. I think the defense tightens up, especially against a uh, Kansas City team that has struggled uh, struggled a lot to score. Um, I'm gonna go with two nil, and I'm gonna say we 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 see one from. Uh, I'm gonna, I think I said different names yesterday, but today I'm going with uh, Ordega. And, and I think I think I think Mewis gets one for me. Yeah, I mean I I think that uh, those are very good and could totally see uh, Mewis getting another one. I think that that goal this past weekend hopefully sparked something inside of her. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go three to one. I think that Ordega has one. And I think, uh, let's see, maybe Salon will have one. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting to see her have, you know, three three straight weekends. And then, you know, Mallory Pugh's going to come on and score in, like, the 75th minute or something. Yeah. And it's going to make people go crazy. Yeah. So I think, I think we, especially with uh, – with Coach Gabara mentioning that, you know, let's not put the expectations up too high. Let's let her ease into the league and enjoy it and, you know, enjoy this process. Uh, I imagine that he doesn't start her on Saturday. Um, she has a full training week, but it's still, um, yeah, from what we've seen from Coach Gabara, no one is an automatic starter. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that, you know, maybe next week in Kansas City, you know, it's a different. You know, dep- that's a uh, different story. But I think this week, her first weekend, um, yeah, I think we see her as the the second or third sub coming in for like twenty minutes. 
Yeah, I mean, you never want to put too much pressure on somebody, but I think maybe the first two weeks we could see her as a sub and then coming back home, yeah. starting her for her first time so that she's in an environment that she has already been in before. So that way it's not like too, too much pressure. Yeah, I mean, big, big new. I mean, this is big for the Washington because they've already told, they've already announced that twenty five hundred tickets have been sold. Um, you know, that's that's what roughly less than half of what the Plex can hold. Yep. Um, but that's pretty significant considering they've only seen twenty five to thirty two hundred turnouts. Yeah, this I season. mean, definitely, uh, definitely a good sign. Um, you know, I'd like to see the number go up a little bit more, but it's only Wednesday. Yeah. I think that, um, it's going to be, whether it's a full house or not, it's going to feel like one because I can just tell right now that that energy in the stadium is going to be incredibly high. Um, the squadron's going to come out and just give it all they have so that they show to Mallory that this is the real deal, that this is the place to play and that we don't mess around here in Washington. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, you and I will be there at the Plex to see uh, the spirit take on FCKC and what we hope will be a three point uh, affair. I hope to see, uh, I plan to see you there. <laughs> see you then. <laughs>